This is Shayna and Chris. And we are bad queers. If you came out of the closet and got put in a box of stereotypes you don't belong to, you know you're welcome to this bad queers club, girl. You know. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So this week in Queer Urban Dictionary, I have the term community strap. Uh, community strap. Uh, I just... That is defined as a, <laughs> a stud. Like, did you have nope, to? Not gonna decide? let you look. Not even gonna let you cut it. Right, <laughs> look, right, I was like, no, right. nope. <laughs> uh, community strap uh, is a noun, I believe. Uh, <laughs> it's a stud top or masculine of center, uh, usually that who sleeps around too much uh, and probably wears the same strap and dildo. Sometimes oh, no. it's just to be funny to say that their community strap it, it doesn't always mean that they do wear the same uh strap or dildo but uh in a sentence she's fine but she's totally community strap which means that she is for the streets Shayna, what is your queer <laughs> urban dictionary term of this week i'm so upset <laughs> you were like we can't even talk about it no okay nope uh mm-hmm. my queer urban dictionary for the week is baby queer, also known as baby dyke, baby gay, along the different identity variations, etc. A newly out or young queer person. Used in a sentence, my younger cousin just came out to our family. I'm so proud of our new baby queer. Mm-mm. Raise them right. Raise you know, them right. We've all been there before. We've all Raise. been fresh, staring into the starlight of the first time we went to a gay club, the first time we saw a hot person walk down the street that was of the same sex or whatever sex you're interested in that came through. Just all of those star shining moments that these baby queers get to experience. I'm here and happy for you. <laughs> oh, baby queers. Baby queers. Them. You know, God bless them. We, were all, we were all baby queers at some point. So that is yes. something that touches the entire community as we grow up to be just, what, normie queers? These, Adults, these, full grown? These <laughs> thriving... Grown? Thriving rainbow yeah, full, queers, full grown up here queers yep. or something. Yes, we're like adult with responsibility queers. Like I don't. Yep. I don't know. Adult and queer. Yep. Yes. Typically, I ask you know if we learned something new this week, and I know that you knew my term, but I did not know your term, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I am floored. I am floored, and I know that some people took that personally. And if you did, you know what you did. Don't know and if you know, know who you, who you are. did. You know who you are. <laughs> Also, like, it's not only just like, you know what you did, you know what you are, you know, you've been out there and there's nothing wrong with it. It's just, you know, a little fun term for Mm -hmm. our little community to, Mm -hmm. you know, pass around, hopefully safely. But yeah, if you're community strapped, you just are. If that hits you, you probably have been accused either in person or behind your back um, as community strapped. And that's fine. Just be safe out there. Be, Be honest and safe. So and clean your, clean your stuff like oh my god also right. yeah please make sure you're doing that please please <laughs> please now community shop doesn't mean you have to be dirty with it for sure and i hope no one is but it's just kind of the uh yeah you're out there you're for the streets you're here for the, for streets. the streets yeah all right it's time to hear about the stories we don't get to hear it's queer news time i'm going to start this off again with uh you know last time we've talked about all of these issues where people are bringing a lot of anti-LGBTQ plus rhetoric to their governments. Well, this week I have a flip side and a positive for Chris, you and I's home state of good old Virginia. The Virginia governor signs 
the first LGBTQ inclusive civil rights law in the South. Honestly, that governor is winning right now because he also just signed into law like the most inclusive voting changes that Virginia has in terms of like voter IDs and accessibility and all those other things. But that's a whole nother discussion. But right now, Virginia governor is winning. So what does this mean right now? This means that the act prohibits discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity in all sectors. So housing, public, private employment, public accommodations, access to money. We are not going to stop you based off your identity, which is the most ridiculous thing that we have to put this into effect. But people don't like to let us have our rights and let us live like we're trying to give back to the economy. We're trying to be a part of the world. Let us do it. And he is waiting with no time because this takes effect in July, like the 1st of July. And so from a duet quote from him, uh, he said, we are building an inclusive commonwealth where there is opportunity for everyone and everyone is treated fairly. No longer will LGBTQ Virginians have to fear being fired, evicted, or denied service in public places because of who they are. You know, snaps for you, Gov. Snaps. Snaps. For you. And apparently this was something that had been working since, or they had been working on since February. And there were different pieces that they weren't able to kind of, you know, work through and agree on. But to have that sort of turnaround where it's like, hey, in February, you were having discussions and disagreements and now it's April and you're like, oh yeah, it'll be out July 1st. Like, amazing. Can the rest of the world please hop on this, follow suit, take into consideration and actually provide pieces of legislation that keep us safe in our day-to-day places because the whole part of accessibility for people, especially for the LGBTQ plus community, is so important right now. And so many people are finding, you know, those underlying written terms, excuses from the Constitution, all of that. And when Idaho just went ahead and did all of this foolishness, and now Virginia comes back and is like, yo, we're this other state that's about to lead the charge. It's like, yes, home state, go you. And it, it, it just also highlights the fact that I think a lot of us thought after marriage equality passed, like that was the end of the work, but there's still so much to do. So Virginia is stepping up uh, for being the first state in the South. Highly commendable. My only thing as a Southerner and as a person of color and all that is like, what's this backlash going to be? Because, you know, it's I told you the fear machine is going to start back up. And, Don't come in you know, here with this I, negativity. This hey. is a positive story. This is real life. This is real life. There is no progress without somebody, you know, making something up, you know, uh, to counteract it and and get people scared. Hopefully, Virginia's pretty blue now. um, So they have some uh, common sense folks in there for the most part. Uh, So it should be fine. We're we're actually we probably are the most progressive uh, southern state, obviously given the other <laughs> southern states so <laughs> hopefully it'll stay in place and there there is enough uh tolerant people there but you know again i always caution that it's, it's definitely not over and it's hopefully a model uh for other states in the south and and beyond so we'll see what happens we'll see what happens with that but good good for the commonwealth always good <laughs> to see them step up and all that so my story this week is uh well, our beloved Ellen, icon, living icon and legend. You know, I'm, I'm starting off with compliments because this ain't a good story. Um, so living legend Ellen DeGeneres was slammed last week for comparing her mansion to being in jail or being quarantined in her mansion to being in jail. Now, 
Ellen is a comedian, first and foremost. That is where she made her bones and everything. And I am all for comedians uh, having the space and the ability to make jokes and everything. This one was just, it wasn't even that funny of a joke. It wasn't that funny. But this, the joke was, uh, as she was going uh, live from her home, uh, is one thing I've learned from being in quarantine is that this is like being in jail, mostly because I'm we- I've been wearing the same clothes for 10 days and everyone here is gay. Okay, yeah. I mean, we, we, I, I got where she was swinging with that. It is low-hanging fruit. However, I, Ellen is not just a comedian anymore, and she knows that. She's a daytime talk show host, not even a nighttime, you know, talk show host. And it's just, it's an ill-timed joke. I mean, again, it's nothing to, you know, get the the pitchforks out and and you know uh round up the mob but it's just like i don't know you're a comedian you you're smarter than that and you're you're a you're a smarter comedian than that so there's too many people as you as some people know and some people don't know uh there's a lot of a, lo- a lot of prisoners right now that you know are in jail for nonviolent crimes or just crimes that otherwise they probably wouldn't be in jail for if Maybe they had less melanin and they're dying because of this coronavirus. Uh, We could barely protect people outside of the jails. And we all know that, you know, sympathy wise, we're going to give prisoners probably the last of our empathy. Um, And for some of them, totally agree with it. But there is just too many jails. There's more jail beds than hospital beds in America. And there's too many people that will die from this. And it's only because. There's not adequate protection. Jails are dirty anyway. It's highly communal. So I, I was disappointed that she made that joke. Half of the fact is like it was a lazy joke. And it was it was just in poor taste. Like people are going to die from this in jail that do not deserve to die and effectively have a death sentence because of, you know, a crime that they committed. And, you know, it just wasn't a, jail, a joke she should have reached for in this time. And I And I would hope that she's smarter than that going forward like it could have been a way better joke that could have been a gay you know joke like the jail thing isn't funny but you know i'm sure there's people within her audience that think it's funny and people are just being a little too sensitive to that but yeah not during this time this is unprecedented i don't think that again it was a very good joke anyway so yeah ellen do better ellen do do definitely do better with that so that's just how i feel about that joke and wanted to bring the story up Shayna, I know you probably don't have as many feelings about this, but uh, yeah, that that is my story for the week that I did want to bring up. No, you know, there are thoughts, there are feelings, there are feelings about this. But at the same time, I've been on Ellen (laughs) twice and she has given me (laughs) wonderful, wonderful, tangible things, as well as an unforgettable trip to Mexico for Five day, five night, six day, six day, five night, whichever that order is, and uh, full free. So, you know, I got to hug <laughs> yeah. Jennifer Hudson because of her. I have free underwear. You know, there are a lot of things where it's like, There's Ellen, perks. I yeah. think you can definitely do better. I think you'll hear the repercussions, but I'll see you on your show next time, girl. All right. Next time, my story. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a piece of news that I am very excited about. And also gives me another new thing to watch while we are on this quarantine. Janelle Monet stars in the Amazon Prime show Homecoming. Now, 
this show was not on my radar whatsoever. But then what? you make it you with the title. Homecoming. I haven't seen Homecoming, okay? But now I'm going to, and it is on my watch list, and I do not need the judgment that is here, okay? I'm admitting it. I'm stating it. Bad queer Shayna. We're going Just on quietly it. Quietly judge. Okay? You, that was openly judging. There's no quiet. I, I'm letting you know that the quiet judgment starts now. That's that's why start, it's going to be quiet. The, it's just, right. I, but I do want to let you know when it starts. Like it doesn't feel it's real starting quiet now. right now. It's starting it now. No, it's starting now. Okay. Well, all right, all right. So this got on my radar because one, you have the open title, which was the opening of Beyonce's Beachella performance, Homecoming, and Janelle opens in it. And in the trailer, she's making out with a woman and it's brief and it's quick. And if you blink, you miss it. But all of these things are the checklist for a new show that I will be watching. So if you need a recap, like I needed a recap and you want to deal with the silent judgment that Chris is giving right now, this show is based on the hit podcast, also called Homecoming. Season one was set in a transition facility where soldiers were returning from war, but they got some stuff put in them, all of this false reality, all of these things. So it's basically like it's a mix of a thriller meets mystery meets Black Mirror. Chris, can you say that's correct? Yeah, it's really good. Uh, Julia Roberts is the lead in it. But yeah, it's a, just a strange facility uh, and just sinister things going on in season one uh, that Julia Roberts is definitely aware of. But uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really good show. Janelle is going to obviously be a great addition to the show. Yep. And the trailer... Just like it seems like a whole new story is starting because the trailer just leaves so much to the imagination and that it's just going to be like this crazy ass mindfuck that's going to come through because it literally shows a scene of her just waking up in a boat in the middle of the water, not knowing where she is, where it escalates to her kissing this woman and sitting in this facility. And I'm just like, what is about to happen? But I don't really care about anything else that's going to happen because I just need to get to the scene where she kisses the woman and we can just end the discussion right there. So. If you're like me and you haven't seen this show but are very excited based off of that information, the good thing is, is that it does not premiere until the end of May. So you have time to binge watch the last season and listen to the podcast. Because what else are you doing? We're stuck at home. We're not doing anything else. So take the time. Watch the show. You let me know how you feel about it. And that's where we're going to do it. But I'm very excited to start watching. Nice. Yeah, you'll like it. It, it is a good show. And again, like, Adding Janelle Monet to anything just is going to improve it uh, immensely. But it is a very, very good show. Good thriller. Uh, well written. So you'll like it, you know, catching up on season one. It'll go by. It, it definitely was one that I binged because it was just like, OK, this is good. And I like Julia Roberts. Um, so anything with Julia Roberts, I'm down. Uh, yeah. So yeah. It's a, and apparently it's a she show. showed up on set when Janelle was recording and was just so excited. And Janelle was super excited. I'm just like, yes, girl power. Women supporting yes. women, doing things, pushing us forward. Yes, that's what I'm here for. Always great to see. Always mm -hmm. great to see. So we're going to transition now. Um, let's see. Did you have anything else with any was, of the stories? That's that was it? my stories. Yeah. Because right, well, what you... else would you want to end with after talking about Janelle Monae kissing a woman in a new show? Just that you have homework for homecoming. Um, so... Am I a Bad Queer is an advice segment that ranges in all topics uh, for the queer experience. Send your questions to badqueerspod at gmail.com to be featured. So the first question is from Anonymous, and I'm going to call Anonymous Stevie. Stevie asks, am I a bad queer? I recently got out of my first long-term relationship with a woman after I came out. My biggest fear was getting back into the dating scene where I can just be me and not 
be worried about others' thoughts. Uh, there seems to be so many labels and so much drama. My last relationship didn't end because of drama, but life circumstances. Am I a bad queer because I believe there aren't any more chill people where being queer is not the thing that defines them? Or is this just a sign that I'll be single forever? Stevie. Stevie, you're not, you're not a bad queer, but you're not a very patient queer. Like you just got out of a relationship. <laughs> you probably met a handful of people, if that, and you're like, wow, like this is what's out there. And I know that's, that's something that tends to happen. And I'm, I'm speaking as a person who is married, but I'm, I see that happen a lot when people get out of um, long relationships where they're, you're still holding on to the baggage of, and some of the, the pros of your past relationship, which you definitely should have, but you're kind of putting that on the, this new dating scene and being pessimistic because you, you probably haven't met that many people yet. Um, there are a lot of queer people that that's not the thing that defines them and no, you won't be single forever. All you need is one person. You just have to keep looking or take a break and, and, you know, may, I don't know if you're a person who jumps from relationship to relationship, but take some time to figure out what, what you currently need that has probably changed over time, which you don't want that were deal breakers in the relationship. Even if there wasn't drama, there were things probably about yourself, how you conduct yourself that could be better because we could all be better. But uh, yeah, you're just not being very patient. You're not a bad queer, but you're certainly not patient. So that's, that's kind of how I see it. Steep. Right. And there's even, there's even that whole, like if we follow on that talk from, what was it last week where we talked about, the LGBTQIA, B, C, D, E, F, G alphabet. And it's like, yes, labels are growing. People's identities are growing. I don't think labels equate to drama. Yeah. So I don't know which part you're actually upset with because you mentioned that like your last relationship didn't end because of the drama. So if you haven't gotten back into the dating scene yet, are you just assuming that there's a ton of drama or are you stressed about yeah. the labels? Like I don't even know kind of where you're focusing right now. You know? So I... So I feel like you could be a bad queer for not being open to these different experiences, but it's like, take the time to go out and talk to people and see what it is. I mean, it's an empowering act right now to be so unapologetically queer. And I know like the Gen Z group is coming up and they're just like, shit on labels. I'm just me, which is incredible. And I hope that we can get to that point. But I think because there are so many spaces where, you know, we just talked about the Virginia governor signing rights into law for LGBTQ plus individuals who live in the state of Virginia. And it's like, there's still so much progress to be made. So just to, you know, go back to you and your dating life, I would say you'd be a bad queer if you were just going in and assuming that all of this is still happening, because then I think you will just be single forever. Mm -hmm. If you're just coming in and being like, here's the drama or here's this person with these labels and things like that. Like, I think you're, if you go in to talk and get to know the person, then you should be good to go. Yeah. In a funny way, I'm like, how dare you? Right. The correlation between labels and drama. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, you, you, uh, there's no way you've done enough dating since that last relationship to like make that generalization. Unless like, you're very just, efficient. That would be, unless you were super efficient. Maybe, you know, I might be talking out of my ass, but like, it's just, if you were that efficient and you've just had high volumes of dates and this is, statistically what keeps coming up then absolutely but uh no you just got back into the dating game and 
you know, if you don't like that or think that that is associated with drama, then, you know, obviously do you. It's your feelings. Yeah, this seems very, very much like a generalization. And I just that you should continue to date and see what's out there, because um, there's definitely enough of us that do not make that the defining trait of our lives. So good luck, Stevie. I'm, I'm sure if you continue to date, you will meet just what you just need one unless, you know, that. That's not your thing, but all you need is one person. Um, so just keep, keep at it. Good luck, Stevie. All right. Our next, am I a bad queer comes from AJ. AJ asks, am I a bad queer? I came out right before going into quarantine. Womp womp. Yeah, that's actually, I feel for you, AJ. I'm sorry. I know. <laughs> uh, AJ said, and I'm already an inter introvert. Wow. AJ says, and I'm already an introvert. So now coming into dating in a whole new dating space, I am more anxious than I've ever been. Am I a bad queer for not knowing how to date in the space? What can I do in the meantime? Ooh, the timing, AJ, is impeccable. But I think this can also give you a bit of an advantage to when we're allowed to go back in person. This gives you the time to actually sit and do research. And if you're an introvert, this can be the best time to actually talk to people in a way where you are still comfortable in your own home. You can put yourself out there in the way that you want to. You don't have to feel pressured to answer or message immediately. The joys of texting. And there's so much media and so many YouTubers and influencers that you can go and check out all of these parties and events and things like that that have been rescheduled or postponed. And see what, see what queer life is like. Hop on and join those threads. You know... There's different communities inside apps that you can talk to. You can hop on those Reddit threads. You can join Facebook groups. This is where you can actually, it's like you can take the time to start researching what LGBTQ plus life is like, starting to gain knowledge, starting to see where in your area there are queer spaces so that you can make a list and be like, yeah, I want to go see these places and get your friends ready to go with you. Don't take this as a moment to be stressed out about the fact that you might, I'm assuming the anxiety is coming from feeling like you're going to be lonely forever and you're starting in this new dating space. So, Take this as almost like a blessing in disguise where you get to go and sit and talk to a few people who fit different ranges and different identities and see if they fit for you or not. Then you're basically going to wipe out a bunch of time that you would spend anxiously waiting in person to talk with these people and not be able to escape. Where online, you technically can just hit a nice little block button if you don't want to talk to them <laughs> and keep it going. So... I would say take the time to just educate yourself, learn, talk to people, join some threads. Don't feel like you have to go out 100. But this is, I think this is a great time for you, especially as an introvert. Yeah, that's, it's wonderful time to kind of practice and just really actually research and, um, and talk to a lot of different folks that you probably wouldn't have normally talked to uh, during this time. I mean, yeah, that it's a unique advantage for being an introvert right now. Like you, where's the pressure? Like you don't have to see anybody in, in person for a while. Most of us will understand even after, after we're able to go outside, you know, some people are going to be apprehensive uh, about it. So, you know, this is kind of the time to build friendships, uh, platonic and possibly romantic and really kind of observe it. You know, if, if the anxiety is from, feeling like you should already be somewhere or have some knowledge going into this, uh, that that's all in your head. Uh, there's nothing but time to spend kind of figuring things out and figuring out what you do and don't like. And yeah, and just chatting with folks in a different, in a lot of different ways online, 
from the comfort of your home. Um, you only need to really be dressed from top up, uh, depending on what you're doing on those calls. Um, so you just really have time to kind of figure it out. It's probably the best time to be an introvert and just um, start dating. Of course, the timing of coming out, maybe not the best, but, you know, it's not the best time for a lot of people right now. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you just kind of have to take it for what it is. And again, it's a, a lot of opportunity to get good at dating or feel confident in dating is maybe where the anxiety is from uh, before before you actually get out there. So, yeah, AJ, this is this is great time. Take advantage of it. This Man. Is, I feel like it. Right. Right. Because I mean, I'm an extrovert, but I would think that this would be like an introvert's dream. Mm hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, take advantage of it. There's, it's, you know, see what's going on in your area. Get on the her her app and see who's around. Start chatting with people and everything. You, you know, we have the, the filters for preference. So, yeah, have that. Have a, have a ball. Have a Do ball. It. Do it. Know? Our last question is from Shannon. Uh, Shannon says, am I a bad queer if I am sick of my partner after only five days in quarantine together? We both have very specific working habits, but hers are way more annoying. I just want to have the time to do my thing and then be excited to come back to her later. Now that we are together all the time, it seems like both of us are just in a state of annoyance. Please help. Shannon. Shannon, great question. Timely question. One that is uh, felt across our community uh, and, the and the breeder community, I'm sure. Mm, um, one thing I want to stress is that no one wants to be in this position right now. No one wants to stay home. You just have to adapt to what it is. I think your partner may, may very well have annoying habits, um, but I would be cognizant of your habits and also your patience and empathy for you both are in the same place right now. It just is what it is. Like you can, you're going to have to deal with some of the habits. The other ones that are the most annoying, definitely bring it up. But, um, you know, anytime these things come up, I'm like, maybe you're annoying too. <laughs> you're not able to see it. So, uh, and maybe your partner hasn't said anything or your partner may send a, a message to us like two weeks from now. Um, but just, I say all this to say, be very empathetic and um, flexible to just working amongst each other. I think it would be great to um, make sure that you do, you both carve out time for non-work time together and hanging out and being in separate rooms if you're able to, so that, you know, um, a little bit of uh, the absence makes your heart grow fonder. Um, but, you know, Shannon, we cannot go outside. So you're just gonna have to deal with these things. Most, some of these things, um, again, the top annoyances, absolutely bring it up. Maybe work out something with your partner. It's not bad that you feel annoyed. You're not a bad queer for that. You're only human. But um, yeah, don't let it fester. Just don't let it fester. Just talk to your, your partner about it. And maybe y'all could agree on a different arrangement that's less annoying. But I mean, we're just inside. So we just have to deal with this new normal. Uh, what do you think, Shana? Yeah, it's definitely... A new space for us to all be in and i was that was going to be the one argument i point out was how do you know you're not the annoying one I like, know. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, your you partner very well has a group text going on right now about how you are <laughs> working their very last nerve like you know so right so it's basically you know you're you're fresh in it we might have gotten this email a few weeks later but 
if hopefully you figured out strategies. But if you're still fresh in it, I know some states and countries have only just started. You have to basically develop a new routine, you know, or else you're going to sit in this constant state of annoyance. So uh, figure out spaces that you can work so that you can be excited to kind of like see each other for lunch or see each other for dinner. Do something after your day that allows you to fully just like get away. I know a lot of places are still allowing you to go outside and work out and do those things. Make that something that you both do at the end of your day. Go for a walk. After your lunchtime, go for a walk. Do something together. And that can make you a bit more excited. You know, let each other know what your schedules look like so that maybe you can know what to expect at the end of the day. Do you think that your partner will be a bit more stressed at the end of the day or feel like doing a fun activity together or playing a game? Build out your schedules, communicate. It's at this point where we're just gonna have to over communicate. I'm with my partner in a studio. So it's like we have to establish spaces to be. And it's like, oh gosh, I literally cannot get away from her. But we are figuring it out and making sure that it works for both of us. And so you just have to uh, definitely communicate, definitely figure out your schedules. If you have spaces to work, make sure that you kind of claim each of your space. And it's like, this is your office. This is my office. And create that calendar. But also just make sure that you turn off the workday at the end of the day, just like you would if you were coming from your office back home. Treat it like that. Turn everything off. Silence all of the messages and notifications if you can, and you're not an essential employee. And spend that time together so that you can just like reconnect on the level where it's you two in your space because you can't escape each other. So if your space becomes your workplace where both of you are just constantly annoyed, you're never going to be able to relax at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, just more empathy, more understanding, over communicate, all those things, <laughs> all those things we should be doing. And now we're kind of forced to do because it's just like the, the alternative is like you could continue to fester and be mad and y'all break up. Um, it's kind wow. of wow. You were dropping, go. you were dropping this alternative. That's how it would go. You know, it's like <laughs> if you are able to type this up and write it to us, then you mm. should be able to say this to your partner. Like, you know, yeah. it's again, it's not fair that you're going to continue to get more mad and annoyed because you're not saying anything where your partner doesn't even may not even know <laughs> that this is all going on. So <laughs> say something to your partner, Shannon. Don't don't let that fester. So I, I'm sure y'all will be fine. Don't let it fester. Don't do it's it. It's okay. You're the first five days in. Just wait until you're past 30 and 40 days like we've been. So yeah, it becomes you got a this. You got this. You're gonna be all right. You're gonna be all right. Hopefully. You know. Wow. The positivity <laughs> hopefully. again. Again. Hopefully. Oh, that was your hopefully. positive statement of the day. All right. Yeah, hopefully. All right. Because right. it, look, it might sometimes with this, there, you know, somebody could bring in like other unresolved issues too, where it's just like surface, mm -hmm. you know, the professional stuff is annoying, but like it's really probably something else from like a month or two back that may be unresolved. So just over communicate, like Shana said. Yes, I support that. Thank you so much for sending in your advice segments for Am I a Bad Queer? Again, if you would like to be featured, please send in your questions to badqueerspod at gmail.com. Now, for our next segment, what type of bad queers will we be if we didn't have unpopular queer opinions? This is the segment that inspired bad queers, and we're going to talk about them right now. So, Chris, what do you have this week? So, um, crisis and apocalypse aside, I guess we all kind of feel now that, you know, physical pride is definitely going to be canceled. Uh, in June and in July of uh, this this uh, this year, it doesn't look very good to be in person uh, for Pride. But my bad queer opinion is like 
this may be what pride needs to just kind of revamp and rethink pride. We hit a very great for us as a community, obviously in, in, you know, last year being uh, World Pride in the, the 50th anniversary, it was amazing for us to get to that point, but it was also felt a little nasty to a, a lot of us as far as like the corporate uh, attention and, and products made where it was kind of empty. It's not like a lot of these products were going to um, queer charities or just for our community. It was just like they're attaching to it. Uh, not to mention the last couple prides. Big, 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 big breeder draw at this point. Uh, the secret has gotten out that we are the best partiers. So um, our ally breeders, most of them are allies. I, I'm not going to make it sound like they've just come in and just overtaken and it's been, yeah, but there are a lot of them. <laughs> it's not the same pride as it used to be. Um, so I really feel that this whole COVID-19 situation uh, is probably the best for pride because we could just kind of take advantage of this time to rethink, like, what does pride mean? Um, still borrowing from the past and honoring our past and how far we've come. But, you know, we got to, we do need to be more inclusive. We do need to make sure that we're pride is valuable and it's not just parties um, and that the community is coming together. Um, and yeah, I really just think that maybe this is a blessing in disguise and that pride can come out stronger next year uh, with, with programming that serves everybody. And it is more inclusive and more intentional about like kind of growing up, like pride could grow up. Pride could grow up, basically. So whether that is like better venues, um, better partnerships with ally groups to just kind of elevate pride from it just being, in my opinion, you know, just like I feel like we're kind of in the same place as when it started. There are definitely more sophisticated events, but it is still highly fragmented. It is not the most inclusive thing um, as a person of color. I do have the chance to go to two different prides. And while we do need that separate space um, as a person of color, you know, I would love for the main pride to be more inclusive, um, not only to me, but just other minorities within our community. Um, so, yeah, we we need to think about pride in a different way. And, you know, I definitely don't have all the answers uh, with it. But, you know, I think it could be a conversation that we have bringing in different generations and demographics from within our queer community. So that's my bad queers opinion. Um, I just think, yeah, pride could grow up. Pride could definitely yes. grow up. Theme for that pride can grow up because yeah, everything you've pointed out spot on. Like I think initially when you told me about this opinion, I was like, what do you mean? This is a space for people to come out and do whatever and da da da. But this past year was my first year that I had to physically fight my way into a pride. And that's a shame. And that's and it was against other queer people. And that's that's the unfortunate part. It's like, why did I have to physically fight my way in? to getting into a pride. Like one of my friends had to help pull one of the gates off of a girl who was trying to crawl under and the other group of people who were like, corporations and this are taking over pride. And we're like, there's a million other ways that I feel like you could have gotten this message across. But instead it resorted into physical violence. And it's like when it, it's queers against queer violence, that's when we 100% have an issue. I think corporations need to do a better job of learning about the history of pride and how they want to participate and engage and do all these things rather than just like t-shirts and parade stuff. It's like, what else are you doing to give back? 
I think it needs to become more accessible. Every year, there are posts from people with physical and um, invisible disabilities that talk about all of the options and opportunities that pride parades and festivals and things can do to help make the experience much more accessible for the whole community. And I have not seen one pride really take that on seriously, or at least consistently. And being able to lean into, again, as you said, like, yes, like there's, you know, like UK Black Pride and things like that, that are there for POCs. But, you know, you go to the general pride event, it's like, unless you show up with your squad, it's like, we're a sprinkle in a crowd (laughs) of that. And it's like, there's so many different identities to highlight and do. And a lot of the times it does just become like a huge gay boy party. And it's like, we shouldn't have to separate all of these events where there are some that it's like amazing to highlight and do these things. I think this is a great time for organizations to revamp and reorganize as much as they can because I know a lot of this is your livelihood and your job. And I hope that you are able to get the resources that you need to be able to stay on to work until next year. But if this doesn't become a productive period for Prize, we're just going to continue to see the same things moving forward. And I think this is a chance for redemption of pride time. So that's where we're at. Yeah. Thank you. Shano, what is your bad queer opinion? Well, mine is not as deep, but it's still a fact that Shane from the L word is not cute. Mm, That's just as important. It's just, it's just big facts. It's periods. It is all of the, I don't understand. Look, I will give Shane all the game. Shane had game, could walk, could talk, had a swag, had that confidence. And I appreciate that. And I think that's what fit the thing. So whenever people are like, oh, I can't fall in love with somebody from my personality. I'm like, then what did Shane do the whole whole time that the L word was created? That's what Shane did. Big energy. Toxic. Out to the world. I mean, wasn't going to get there, but it's a fact. And that's what it was. I was like, Shane is not cute. The things that happen are not cute. The destructive behaviors are not cute. Okay. The loyalty to friendships, cute. I love that. But otherwise, I'm like, Shane, you're not. And then I was hoping for redemption in the new L word generation queue when Shane came back. And then I just looked and was like, still? And you got her? Because you still got the energy? Like, God damn. And you're sitting here trying to run away from her having a baby in the character? Like, what? No, I would shit. If she showed up at my door and was like, oh, look, and I'm pregnant, I'd be like, all right. I have to have to make that <laughs> exception. Like we're gonna be have together forever. Great, fantastic. What do we have a child. What do we name it? What do we name it? That's what I need to know. So it's like, yeah. no, I just can't. And every time people I see this on L Word threads, I see them on L Word posts, and everybody's just like, Oh my god, Shane, after all of these years, still all of the people. <laughs> and I'm just like, let it go. Please let it go. Please keep it moving. There were so many other hotter characters. Why, Shane? The energy. You know what, though? I, we enable Shane. I'm, I'm going to play devil's, devil's advocate. Shane doesn't have to grow up because Shane's big strap energy has always worked. It will always work. It will always, she will always swipe. It will always be approved. Shane is able to move in her toxic ways because mm. she will be accepted for her toxic ways. Mm. You know? It's like, true. And that's, like Shane literally doesn't have to grow up ever, nope. ever, because someone will accept Shane for being Shane. And it's not cute. I, I don't know how Shane still gets away with it, because like in real life, right, 
Shane would be like, what, that 40 year old that's been around for like 20 years, still running the same <laughs> at game? The same party. <laughs> at the, the same, same party. At the same party. At the same party. Still has that throwback haircut, like just the same brooding, all that. But I mean, it worked. Like Shane is like, why? I, I am not leaving this winning system. <laughs> and I can't blame Shane for being like, statistically, <laughs> data wise, this is, this is like, what this works. works. This is this like is that business works. strategy that you find and people in the company are like, why would we change? Exactly. This, exactly. this works. So exactly. why would I need to improve? Because it's working. This Don't is what let I there be a, all a of young a baby queer shame mm. that has. But, ooh, 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 you said it. Ooh, wipe you Shane out. Same, like same swag with empathy. With empathy? Oh my gosh. And communication skills? Oh my Oof. gosh. What if it was like same energy but compassion? Oh and man. Great, right? And great listening skills. <laughs> right. Active listening. Like Ooh. these are the things. This is what this is what energy I want us to bring for the rest of 2020. Like, look, 2020 has already been a shitstorm. I'm like, let's go out with Shane Energy, but actually not even but Shane Energy and some healthy sort of relationship style whether it's the communication skills the active listening the compassion yeah because we already know that if you're coming in with that energy you're already good at the talk you're already good at the sex now let's mm-hmm. get some of those healthy skills in our relationships and do that there are so many online therapy resources and talks and things that i think we could do it and i want to start with all of you community straps out there that's what i need you to do okay <laughs> that's what i'm doing shane is definitely shane is godfather community strap shane yeah. is for the streets that's Shane a definition. is definitely for the streets. Like Shane yep. is for sure for the streets. Ballpark over under a hundred broken hearts by Shane. How many, like we should, I, I kind of like want to know, like how many broken hearts do you think Shane has dealt out? Oh my gosh. I'm going to put this on our time. I'm going to put this question. on social media because too. It's, We're going to have I really want to know, like, you know, ballpark and just fictional I'm going broken over. hearts. I'm going over. <laughs> One other thing about Shane that's funny to mention. I feel like Shane is the future of the queer world. Have you seen those like future memes where like future the rapper, if no. if no one knows, is like texting and every every time like somebody redoes the meme or edits it so that future is like sending that toxic text like no, for example, no, have this picture of future texting and then it'll be like. Yeah, it's it's sad that we're stuck inside. I really miss your mom. She was always the greatest. Just that that toxic hey stranger text. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> like, hey, wish I was inside with you right now. You always tried to make me stay home and now we all gotta stay home. You know, like that kind of toxic. Like Shane is future. <laughs> like Shane is future the rapper. Just toxic to the core. That is their brand. Nice and definitely a great friend. We, we gotta, gotta sh- we meme. have to switch that meme. We like we this. have to find, if we could find a picture of Shane on a phone, we have to, like, I can only imagine oh, we're gonna what find she it. would be texting during it's this. Like, what would Shane be texting during this? Hey, sorry, I can't be around you. Right? I, look, listen, I, I, I can't even think of the possibilities of what Shane would be texting, what toxic text Shane would be texting right now in the middle yep. of this. But I'm going to take Shane this to the internet. sending them off. It has to be. That's what's going to happen. I cannot imagine. 
But that was a good backwards opinion because someone needed to call Shane out at some point. Thank you. Someone definitely needed to. Look, it's the topic's going to come up again and again and again. So just yeah. be ready. Yeah. Be ready. All right, everybody, before we close out, you know what we do. We shout out to our queer faves. I'm going to go ahead and start. Is that all right? Yeah, go ahead. Perfect. Well, I'm going to start off with Roxanne Gay. Uh, bless, bless you, Roxanne, for all of the content that you have been posting during this quarantine. To the point that she posted so much gold that even Obama retweeted mm. her. Also, Obama, we miss you and Michelle and everybody else in the house. I'm sorry. So all of it is absolute gold. Roxanne, girl, please keep doing what you're doing. We love you. We support you, your quality all around. And I just want to shout you out for always giving us the gems. Roxanne Gay is a living legend as well. Um, literally. Literally, though. My shout outs are to queer sex therapists. Uh, the first is Casey Turner, who you can find on IG at Queer Sex Therapy. Um, great relationship and sex therapist. Um, we use her for our online events. Um, and also I Heart Erica, who is also a sex educator and is at I Heart H-A-R-T Erica on IG. Um, I want to shout out the queer sex therapists that are out there and just all therapists that, that are out there that are giving out the good word to get us through this hard time. Um, keep mm -hmm. it up. And over technology. Yeah, that too. That too. Not making yeah. sure that we are staying safe, staying sane, but also both of them between Erica and Casey are giving us the education that we never received. At all. And it's like, thank you. Thank you for telling us these things. Thank you for saying the stuff that people are like, oh my gosh, that's too conspicuous. Right. And it's sexual and people shouldn't know this. And it's like, well, then how else are we going to know it except for going out and making bad decisions? And they're helping us be informed about decisions that we're thinking about. So go you both. The real sex therapy that we all need or sex mm -hmm. education, really, that we all needed, um, mm -hmm. but probably didn't get. So um, shout out to them and shout out to all the therapists out there um, that are helping us during this time so yeah we appreciate you we love you we also love everyone who tuned in to listen thank you so much and we will see you next week take care can we talk about things i'm so sorry that i'm coming